0: Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Tony Yaya. You're in tune to the Street News Network, where we bring it to you with absolutely no chaser, because that's how we do it. So 22 is for you, and full disclosure, because I want you to know, I don't want you to be blindsided by this, but we're going to be hitting below the belt this year, okay? Because we've learned that the best way to get your attention is to hurt you just a little bit. So put your gear on, because we're coming to a pair of ears near you. And there we are right here for you, bringing it to you 100% to through through the streets. Yup. Tony, yeah, y'all right here. Listen, I want to let you know something. If you'd like to reach out to us, feel free to do so. Send us some email at D-A-S-T-R-E-E-T-N-E-W-S at gmail.com. That's the street news at gmail.com. Okay. Now, be nice when you send it to us, okay? And we might read your email on the air like we will some other folks today. Uh, got my little trusty print out here with some information on it from some folks who have emailed us, and we're going to get to that shortly. But let's talk about what's happening in the streets. So we've already talked about the, the smack, the Will Smith smackdown. We already talked about that. There's not a whole lot more to be said about that. You know, um, it is what it is. But since then, we've had, there's been an attack on black and I find it kind of odd. I find it kind of odd because here's something that I. Uh, uh, so I'm going to hit. Like I said, you know, we we coming below the belt on this one. Um, you know the statement, the you know the movement that's been out about Black Lives Matter, right? Hmm? A black, a lot of black celebrities have given in to the Black Lives Matter movement. And I don't have, I don't, you know, I don't have a, a dog in that race, so to speak. And if you want to give to that movement, feel free to give to that movement. That movement is up to you. Um, uh, it's, it has somewhat of a worthy cause associated with it. So uh, if giving to it is something that motivates you, by all means, do it. However, here's one of the things I'd like to you know, bring to bear on this. Uh, I'm a firm believer that black lives do matter. I'm also a firm believer that all lives matter. It doesn't matter what color it is. And I understand the concept of the Black Lives Matter movement is that black lives need to be included in the planning. Of life as it continues on and that we should not target black people. Uh, On the negative end, when it comes to doling out punishment and prosecutions and, you know, that sort of thing, and and we shouldn't be heavy handed when we're doling out punishments and prosecutions uh, in the court system. And our police forces shouldn't target black and browns uh, specifically and, and, you know, kill us, kill black people, shoot them in the back, knees on neck, you know, all that all that stuff. And so I, I got that. I understand that. Um, but here's, here's my problem. And, and we've talked about this last year and year before last. Uh, the best way for Black Lives Matter to actually matter is if the movement wasn't just a movement about white on black. But it was it's a movement on crime Against black, regardless of who is inflicting that crime or that attack on black, whether it is coming at the hands of white people, yellow people, brown people, any people that is not black, but it should also include black on black crime, black on black attack. And I say that to segue out of and into back into the Will Smith debacle thingamajigam. Well, shouldn't have done what he did, shouldn't have. And, and all prosecution that could have, probably should have. But, 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 here's the thing. Now, we can talk about what Chris Rock should have done, could have and should have done. But it means absolutely nothing until Chris Rock does what Chris Rock intends to do. Okay, so if Chris, if it didn't hurt him enough to press charges, then let's all laugh about it. Okay, let's laugh with him. You know, he even made a joke afterwards about it. You know, Um, so if it if it ain't a problem for him, why is it a problem for the rest of us? But to slip back into black on black crime is just as bad as white on black crime. Because let me be honest with you folks, in case you weren't aware, a bullet from a gun could care less who's holding it. Okay, a slap could care less whose hand it's coming from. Okay, it doesn't care who it's going to. A slap is a slap. A bullet could care less who it's going to. As long as there's a target, whether it's uh, an animal in the woods being hunted for food. Or a person in the neighborhood that's being gunned down for malicious reasons or self-defense reasons or whatever. A bullet could care less. A bullet is intended to do harm. It is created, built to do harm. A gun is built with the intent to do harm. Now, a slap is meant to do harm, no matter whose hand it's coming from. But it's up to the person who's being slapped. It's up to the person or the family of the person who has been shot. To then press charges against the person who did the shooting. But don't make a movement out of something that's going to be one sided. You know, black lives do matter, but all lives matter. Okay, so. Let's leave Will and and Chris where they are. Let them do what they do, because that's. What they do, it's on them. But what's going on with this deal between other comedians? The dude who rushed the stage on Dave Chappelle. Now, Dave held his own. He, you know, he he was able to get the dude off of him without losing his balance. Caught him off guard. But, you know, there are a lot of things to play on that situation. So now, who is responsible for that guy running through the Hollywood Bowl Making it up on stage to attack somebody, whether he was armed or not armed, whether he had a real gun or a fake knife. How did he get there? How did how is it? He made it down the aisle and nobody stopped him. Why was there nobody up front, a part of security? You know, uh, like most artists who perform on stage, they have their security on stage. And like most politicians who have Secret Service That Secret Service is off stage. But I'm willing to bet you this. If you have Secret Service. Secret Service has already checked all the doors. Now, there's there's a possibility that somebody can get through. But that's I bet you that's an inside job. But. It's harder to get through. And I'm believing that for the folks who feel the need to have security in your life to protect you. You need to have a set of training. Don't just get bumpy off the street because he's a big dude, you know, and don't get the Suge Knights unless the Suge Knights come with some training. Okay, Got to come with some training, because if you look at the Secret Service agents that go around with the president of the United States, not all of them are bulked up like the Suge Knights of the world. Not all of them are acting like bullies like the Suge Knights of the world, but they got training. They have training to back up their actions and their intentions and their, their method of of protecting people, of being a a part of the the protection detail. So for you celebrities who feel like you got to have security and I'm believing that, you know, it's, it's on the rise you need to get people who are trained. Don't just get your cousin Ernie because Ernie's a big dude and you think everybody's afraid of him because he's not. They're, everybody's not afraid of Ernie. Okay? There are some people way smaller than Ernie that feel like they'll take Ernie on. And let me, here's something. Here's something I need to clue you in on. You may have your cousin Ernie or, you know, your, 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 your friend Bobo is watching you because he's big and intimidating looking. You might. And then there's somebody that's real small. Who may attack him? A female, maybe. That you need to look at as a possibility for distraction. That is a distraction. Take the focus from the big guy off of his, the person he's protecting, so that somebody else can come in and get you. Case in point: here's here's an example. Here's what could have happened on Dave Chappelle. You got a guy who's running down the aisle to get to the stage. And let's say if this had happened for Dave, if Dave had somebody there, if his detail was out front to stop this dude from making it to the stage, he could have been a setup for somebody backstage to get to Dave or for somebody to come another angle. You see, because all eyes are focused on the primary. And the primary is always the first attacker, okay? Because everybody assumes the first attacker is the only attacker, okay? Now, if you've ever watched the Secret Service work, here's something that you've noticed. you got your primary target, which is your first attacker. There's a defense mechanism for catching the primary, the first attacker. And while the first attacker is being dealt with, being delayed, the second tier are getting that person, getting that politician off the stage, getting them out of the way for the second wave of an attack. That's what Dave should have. Now, if you don't want to think political because you got a problem with that, let's go back a little bit further a few years ago. Michael Jackson Look at any footage of any concert that you see Michael Jackson with, and you'll notice, one, there are barricades between the audience and the stage. And there's about a 10-foot path, a 10-foot distance between that barricade and that stage. And all along the front of that that, that path are guys in yellow shirts or white shirts, and on the back it says security. And their job, and these are big, beefy dudes that they probably hired, Bobo off the street, Ernie Earn, and all these people off the street. Their job was to keep people from getting on the stage. That's what their job was. But what you didn't see is the level behind the stage, backstage. Those people backstage, their sole job was twofold. One, keep the path clear for emergency exits on stage left and stage right. Okay. Number two, get the primary off the stage. That is, get Michael Jackson off the stage. Get him to the exit, to the vehicle that's waiting outside. Okay. And get him out of the facility. And then security then deals with the attackers. You know, they turn that over to the local authorities. Let them have that. The number one goal, ladies and gentlemen, is what I'm saying is this. Is if you intend to get on stage and you think that you need security, you need a three level security plan. One. Your first primary goal is to stop anybody from getting through the front door with a weapon. Magnetometers, wands, everybody's going to get waved. Everybody's bag is going to get searched. In fact, in fact, have a no bag policy. Women with purses. Sorry, baby. Got to leave that in the car. Can't bring it in here. There ain't nothing in here for you to buy. Okay. Nothing for you to buy. Pee before you show up. Okay. Because there ain't nothing for you to take to the bathroom. Nothing. The only thing you should be able to bring is your wallet with your credit card in it to pay for your ticket if you gotta get one at the door. If you've already got your ticket, bring your ticket in your hand. Okay? Leave your phone out in the car. All right. Leave your purse in the car. Leave all of that stuff empty pockets. You're gonna get wand. You want to move through the line quickly, you're going to get one or go through the magnetometer, one of the the manual or the the big one that you walk through. Okay, that's your first line of defense. If you value your life, that's your first and you got the kind of clout that demands this, demand it. The number two thing is it needs to be a front row defense team that stops anybody from rushing the stage to get to you. Number three. The exit exits on the back should be clear, both left and right. Okay, left and right should be clear for your escape. You should have a team of two or more people. Who will come on stage and scoop you off. That's their job. They go from right to left, scooping you off, taking you off to the other side. Okay, to get you out of the building. Take you down the path to get you to the car to get you out of the facility. That's your plan. So for all the Dave Chappelle's, the DL Hughley's, uh, Larry Cable guy, all of the celebrities that are out there, you should have a plan to get out of the building. Okay, you still collect your money, but get out of the building, plain and simple. Okay, shouldn't have to worry about. Uh, Dave going back to the back to say, let me go talk to this guy who attacked me. You shouldn't. You should never have a discussion with that individual. Never. Because the, the big mistake that Dave made was going back to the back to talk to this guy. OK, you shouldn't. You don't have anything to say to this dude that's of any value. He's trying to try to attack you. Don't go back there to find out why he tried to attack you. What do you care? Why he tried to attack you? You'll find that out down the road. There are other people on your team who can ask that question. The police will ask that question, and then they will get in contact with you and say, "Hey, Mister So and So, this is what what's going on. He had this going on mentally, da 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 da. Whatever the case may be, but your job is to get out, get out of the building. Now, in Dave's case, Dave decided to go on with the show. OK, now that's totally up to you. If you choose, you want to you, you, you want to stand firm. You are go like, hey, ain't nobody gonna run me out of my job. You know, that's fine. Here's the problem with that. What if there'd been a second attacker? Now, your team is already exhausted trying to deal with the one attacker, the primary attacker. Your team is dealing with him. OK, now who's going to defend you against the second wave? These are things that you got to have in place. If you're going to go on with your show, you got to have redundant backup security in place to allow you to go on with the show. You know, I'm going to tell you something. I was told this when I was a child, all the bad men, all the heroes are in the grave. Superman don't live here. Okay. Plain and simple. So, Don't put your life at the risk for a laughter. You can come back and do another show. Richard Pryor did it. He wasn't because of security, though. It was because he screwed up the first show. So he said, no, I'm coming back tomorrow and I'm going to give you all the show that you all paid for. You can always do that. okay? But you do that if you if you do leave the door open to do that. OK, you got a fan base that really want to see you. And I'm, I don't care who you are as an artist. If You got a fan base that pay money to come and see you. Two things happen. Vacate the show that night when you have been attacked. Let the promoter know I'm open to come back. You're going to still pay. Me. You're going to pay me for the show that I vacated. But I'm open to come back because this one is for the fans. They paid for it. They should get it. However, you Are going to make sure that the venue is absolutely secure, that what happened the first time does not happen the second time. And that's what I'm saying. This is what we need to be doing, folks. And it doesn't matter whether you are. I don't care what your craft is. If you got a fan base, you need to secure the arena for you to come in and do it. Talk to your promoters. It should be a part of your contract that you're going to have. Level three security. Okay. You're going to have level three security that includes stopping weapons at the door. You can't change. You can't stop mindset at the door because you don't know. You don't know if Megan's going to come after you or Mike's going to come after you just from looking at them. But, you know, you can you can eliminate them bringing a weapon unless somebody inside planted a weapon underneath the seats. OK. And if that's the case, your level two is stopping them from getting to the stage. OK, so if they got a knife or something, you stop them from getting to the stage. Number three is you got to have an escape plan. That should that's that's secret service right there. Stop you at the door. Stop you on the floor get you out of the facility. Whatever it is that you got to say ain't worth losing your life over. Okay. It's not. So keep that in mind. If you decide you want to be big enough and get your audience base and people want to hear what you got to say, especially if they pay in to hear what you got to say, what is this going on between Monique and DL? Now I know Monique has been having some issues over getting paid and being billed and seen as a superstar like other people that she feels like she's equal to in terms of getting, you know, the same kind of money because she got an Oscar and all this other stuff, you know, Monique. So this part is dedicated just to Monique. So if you know her, tell her to tune in. Okay, if you know her and she can't tune in, share this with her that this is coming from Tony straight from Tony. I tell her myself if she gave me a call or sent me some information so I could reach out to her. But this is you are my connection to Monique. Okay, so while you listen, if you if you got her ear, share this with her. Monique from Tony. You're a beautiful black woman. Now, okay, you got that. Now, here's the part that's most important. You are a beautiful woman. I could care less about what color you are. You are a beautiful woman. But I just want to throw in the fact that you're a beautiful black woman. Just, you know, for that blackness thing. But you're a beautiful woman. You're an intelligent woman. You are above this foolishness that you got going on lately. Okay? There's a chip on your shoulder, baby, that you need to knock off. Satan is at your door. And he's, he's, he's asked to sift you. Don't let him. Don't let him. You are bigger than all of this foolishness that's going on. Netflix didn't pay you what you thought you should get. You can't control that. You can't. If I choose not to go to your show, Monique, that's my choice. If I choose not to buy a ticket at the price that it's being sold at, Monique, that's my pride. That's my choice. And you can't get mad at me because of it. That's just my choice. It's just like if you choose not to do a free show, that's your choice. OK, but if a if a vendor refuses to pay you what you think you're worth, your value is, is based on what your audience thinks you're worth. Monique. Not you. Not you. Remember, you go shopping. Do you comparative shop in the store? And what is comparative shopping? Comparative shopping is how valuable is this item over this item? How valuable is this dress over that dress? This bag of oranges over that bag of oranges. Why did you pick this over that? Promoters do the same thing. Okay, Netflix is nothing more than a promotion. They decide who they think they can get the biggest buck from. Or how about this? How about this? Let's say let's say they gave. You know, they gave me Tony. A million dollars. To come and do a show, okay. To come and talk to the audience about, you know, Tony talks, okay. But they're only gonna pay you hundred thousand dollars. Why? For whatever reason they choose to. They valued me more than they valued you, even though you got an Oscar and all I got is conversation about an Oscar, okay. But that's up to them. So, here's my advice to you. You've got a production company. Okay. Use your production company to become a promoter, Monique. I tell women all the time, stop trying to break the glass ceiling. Because when you break the glass ceiling, the only thing you're going to get is a bunch of glass that you got to clean up. And you might get cut when some of it falls. Instead of breaking the glass ceiling, go across the street and build your own thing. Compete against those who don't want you at the top. If they don't if they don't give you put a table, a chair at the table for you, bring your own chair. You got a production company, Monique. Instead of arguing with DL because he was headlining a show, he became the headline of a show. I agree with DL. Your argument wasn't with him, baby. Your argument was with your management company. They sold you out. Change managers. Here's a good time to change managers. Okay? Change management companies. But here's the other thing. I keep going back to this. Use your production company to become a promotion company, so instead of working on the stage with d l why don't you host a show that brings d l on? You become the promoter, you hire d l you want to guarantee that you get paid more money than him? You hire him to come and do a show. Don't be mad at him, don't take stuff out on his family don't don't you are way above that. Way above that. Okay? You're going through a a bad spell right now, and we all do. We all fall and come short of our own glory, much less the glory of God. But don't, 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 don't live in that pot. There is nothing in that pot for you. You are way above it. It is completely and totally beneath you. Move on. Move on. If people don't give you what you think you deserve, go get it. okay? If you can't find and I'm, I'm, I' you, you you're a Baltimore girl. you're a Maryland girl, so I'm gonna just tell you this, and now you're down in Georgia. okay? If you can't find the peaches you like, you in the peach state, grow your own. okay? Grow your own peaches, plain and simple. Don't get mad because Farmer Jones didn't grow the peaches that you like. You like the, the the nice, delicious, juicy ones, or you like the nice, firm ones, and they're not. You're not finding them. Grow them. Grow them. You have the resources, okay? Because now, Monique, people might not pay you as much simply because they don't like the rhetoric that you bring to the party. Not because you're not worth more. It's just that they're going like, nah, I'm not going to bother with her. I'm not going to bother with her. Don't be that. That's beneath you. Now, that is beneath you. Don't argue with the promote with 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 another artist because another artist got paid more than you or because another artist was working on a show that you didn't think they should be working on unless you hired them to come and work. Start your own promotion company, your own company where you are having you're doing putting on shows yourself. And Monique. Leave the door wide open Make friends I know you've been pissed off Tyler Perry You've pissed off Oprah You know um, But here's what you didn't do You didn't reduce their level of income You didn't reduce any of their streams Okay You just provided them an opportunity to say Well that's one person I won't work with Okay And that's fine That's fine Oprah won't work with you That's fine Don't worry about that She'll be all right Tyler won't work with you. That's fine. Don't worry about it. It'll be all right. There are plenty of people out there that will work with you. Okay? You got bootstraps. Martin said, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. But don't let nobody stand on them while you're pulling them up. Okay? That's all I'm saying, Monique. You got what it takes to do it. Create your own production company. You start hiring people. That's how you raise your voice. That's how you raise your voice. Start your own. Okay? You got it. Leave DL alone. And I'm gonna be honest with you, Monique, and I and and I really think if I really think if you sat down one day while you're on the toilet, because that's 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 the thinking pot. While you sitting on the toilet, you're by yourself, well, you know, unless somebody likes to hang out with you while you're sitting on the toilet. But that's between you and them. But I'm just going to go with most people go to the crap about itself. Most people. But while you there, while you there cleaning out the inside filth, here's something that you might want to think about. You didn't have to go out to DL's daughter, his family. That was wrong. You were mad. You were mad and you felt like you got to hit hard. You got to try to hit him where he hurts. I understand that. We do that when we're angry. We lash out. We, we lash in any direction. We, we, we have a tendency to attack the people we love for some reason. We, we do that. And we're wrong for doing that. And we don't really mean to do that. But sometimes what we don't do is we don't, we don't go back and apologize for it. And the people that we hurt, they know we didn't intend to hurt them. They know that we were going through something and we were lashing out. But what hurts them more is not the fact that you attacked them. is the fact that you didn't come back and apologize for having attacked them. And I think, Monique, you need to apologize. I really do. I think while you're sitting on the thinking pot, you will come to grips with the reality. Monique, I need to apologize to DL. It wasn't his fault that he got the money that he got. It wasn't about him. I was just mad at him because... He was the only person I could lash out at right then. I, 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 I focused on the wrong area, on the wrong person, when I should have been going after somebody else. I should have gone after my team. My team was the one that let me down. DL did what he was supposed to do. Okay? It's 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 that kind of thing. You remember when you were with on the show, the, the tour of the Queens of Comedy? Remember the thing that you guys did, your ladies did? When you went to your own hometown, you were the headliner in your own hometown. Everywhere else, then you went, you know, you had a deal struck up as to who would be the headliner whenever you were not in your own hometown. One of the girl, one of the women's hometown. But if you were in your own hometown, you were the headliner. And that's showing yourself showing, you know, y'all showed each other some love and say, yeah, I'll let you headline you the headliner in your town in Atlanta. You the headliner, wherever the case may be, you know. Some more the headline in her town. And that's good. You guys do that. You know, so that's all right. But you should apologize. Because think about it, Monique, if it was on the other foot. If it was the other way around and somebody attacked you like that, you would think that they owe you an apology, right? You would. Now, come on, you would. And you owe him one. You owe him one. You owe his family one because you shouldn't have brought them into it. You really shouldn't have. And I know I'm not the first person to tell you that. I'm not. And I know your husband was standing firm behind you because he was trying to support you. You know, but your husband knew that it was wrong. He did. But he was trying to be that blood thicker than water thing. But sometimes blood, yes, blood can be thicker than water. But sometimes, Monique, blood is a stain it's a stain. And it shows. It's like, I don't mean to put it this way, but I guess since I'm gonna put it this way, I must mean to put it this way. Imagine if you had a period, if you was on your period and you were in a ball gown, and you sat down, and your protection leaked. And somebody pulled your coattails and said, Hey Monique, you you might want you got some hemoglobin on your back of your dress. You're going to walk around with that on your dress. It's a stain. Blood is thicker than water. And that's why it'll sit on your dress. Water will dry. Blood will continue to show. And while blood is the river of life that we all have to have. We don't want to see it. And your husband was there for you. He was down trying to protect you. Trying to be there for you. Trying to stand up for you to let you know he's got your back. But your husband let you down by allowing you to go out on this kind of rampage. That's not what he should have done. He should have said, hey, baby, wait, let's don't go after him. Let's don't go after his daughter. Let's let's don't do that. Let's don't, let's don't bring that in. Let's go after management. That's what he should have said. Unless he is your manager. And if he's your manager, then I can see why he pushed you into this bull. But I'm saying, Monique, all summed up, you're bigger than this, girl. You're bigger than this. You're more talented than this. You're way more intelligent than this. And I'm telling you. Go sit down on the thinking pot. And flip this around. Flip it every way you can. But turn it over. And let it be you. On the other end. Let it be you to be the person that's being attacked. You'll see an apology is necessary. I promise you. You will. And I think. Your apology. Your apology should be just as loud as your accusations, which means it should be out in front. Okay. The same way you accused is the same way you should apologize. Plain and simple, you know? So with that out of the way, that understood Monique, I'm looking forward to you coming to North Carolina. Uh, I expect it to be a great show. And, uh, Um, I think you're a really talented individual, but I really think that, you know, let's come to grips with this. Let's apply anger in the right spot. And this is not just for Monique. Monique is now an example of anger gone mad, gone wrong. What about the rest of us who don't have the platform that Monique has? What about you on your job? You with your family? You with your friends? You know? Are you mad and jealous because of something that somebody got that you didn't get? How are you responding to it? Whose fault is it that they got what they got and you didn't? You know, did somebody give them something because they felt they were more deserving? You don't go after the person who got the gift. You go after the person who gave the gift. And then what if I like them more than I like you? Hmm? Back to picking the fruit. I like these oranges better than I like those oranges. I like this apple because I like it better. I like a Honeycrisp apple better than I do a Golden Delicious apple. I like a Granny Smith better than I like any of them. Preference. Okay? We choose things because we prefer it. Now, you can turn preference into prejudice if it becomes systemic. Okay? And you have to be careful about that. You have to be careful and not on the job not showing favoritism to other people. So that's what I want to share with you on that. Now, let's talk about this crazy stuff that's going on, folks, that you probably weren't aware of. And I know some of you gonna go like, oh, I do that. I'll do that. How come you just not knowing it? Are you aware that the, the, the police department? I can't even get it out. The police department in your hometown. Have no obligation whatsoever to serve and protect. There's no constitutional amendment that says that police have to serve and protect. In fact, that's been backed up by several judges in the United States that let us know that the police. There's no constitutional requirement that says the police have to serve and protect. you. None. there are instances throughout the country where policemen have witnessed people being beat up and they didn't jump in and help. Isn't that amazing? So, I mean, you may see serve and protect written on the side of the car. Guess what? That's a slogan. That's all it is. It's a slogan. It's not a motto. It's not. The police don't have to rush in and save you because you're getting your butt whipped. And there ain't no lawsuit. I mean, you can sue them if you want to, but the burden of proof rests on you that they had the obligation to jump in and help. They don't have to. Isn't that crazy? Where did this come from? It comes from us voting, folks. These are little things that hurt when we don't step up and vote, when we don't pick the right people, when we don't put the right stuff on the ballot. We don't put the right agendas in front of our local officials. Every town in the United States, I don't care how big or small that town is, the people in that town need to reach out to their local city government and say, we want our police officers as a part of their policy to serve and protect. If you see me getting my butt whipped, your job is to jump in and stop this. Okay? We need to add that. That needs to be a part of serving protect is not just a nice phrase to say. It should be a mission statement. It should be a mission statement. Instead, the police can sit there and go like, I'm not getting that. You know, you call 911, then I'll come. But if I'm getting my butt whipped and I, my phone got knocked out of my hand and ain't nobody standing around to call 911. Guess what? I might have to wear a butt whipping. Is that crazy or is that crazy? You don't believe me. Google it. Google it. Do the police department, are the police department obligated to serve and protect? And you'll find out they're not. (laughs) They're not. There is no constitutional, constitutional requirement that police departments have to serve and protect. Because remember when the constitution was written, what type of police force did we have? Clearly we didn't have a good one simply because the constitution Created inside the Constitution is the Second Amendment, which says that citizens have the right to bear arms to become a part of the militia. So a lot of towns, most towns didn't have a police department, much less a military to take care of them, to protect them. So local citizens had to arm up in order to be a part of the local militia or be the local militia, militia to serve and protect. So there's no constitutional requirement for your police to jump in and help you, unless you call nine one one or somebody call it on your behalf, and then they get dispatched out there. Otherwise, they can go like, mm, "I'm going, I'm going to get my sandwich. It's lunchtime," or "I'm going somewhere else. I wasn't even here." Talk about crazy! It is crazy. It is. If you have a police officer who lives in your community, um. During off-duty hours, that police officer is not obligated to run over and help you because you're getting beat up by your husband or getting beat up by your wife. And when I say wife, I'm talking about a woman beating up a man. I'm not talking about a wife beating up another woman because, you know, we got that going on now. But I'm talking about, well, even in that case. One spouse is beating up the other spouse or one partner beating up the other partner. The police, who's your next door neighbor, that you. Hey, Frank, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, Billy? You know, hey, I am getting beaten up by my wife. Can you help me? No, nah, I got to cut my grass, baby. I got to cut my grass. You know, let me know how it turn out, though. Call 911. I'm off duty. There's no obligation for him to jump in. And that's because our communities, our neighborhoods in every community, in every town, has turned from being a neighborhood to just being a community. We are disengaged, folks. We don't want people in our business until we get in trouble. And then that's when people say, I'm not getting in his business. We don't want that. We want, we. I don't want to get involved until... It affects me. Now you start wrestling and tussling and finally make your way over on my property. Well, you know, then I can jump in and go like, Hey, I need y'all to get off my property. Get off my property. I don't need that on my property. Get off my property. Get off my land, my grass, man. Come on, come on. Get off my grass. You mess my grass up. When you get on my property, then I can get involved, but I'm shooing both of y'all away. I ain't trying to break up fights, but why are we not trying to break up fights? Why is that? Why do we want two neighbors to be fighting? It tears up the neighborhood when two neighbors are fighting. But that's what we got. So last thing, we're in the middle of the insurrection movement thing where Congress is airing out the dirty laundry every Thursday. And we're seeing stuff that has never been seen before. We're finding out information that we didn't know before. Uh, Here's the thing. You know, I don't know how many sessions are supposed to be six, eight. I don't know how many are supposed to be. But here's the bottom line. You're presenting your case to the people. You're showing the evidence that Donald Trump knew what was going on and was part of. He started it. He instigated it. And then all of these people who followed through with what he was telling them to do. Here's the thing. None of that. Absolutely none of this evidence means absolutely anything. If the Department of Justice is not going to do something with it. If they're not going to look at that evidence and say, you know what, this is what well, we got probable cause. And now we got proof of crime. If you're not going to do anything about it, you have lived up to Donald Trump's mantra is that he is above the law. If Merrick Garland is saying, well, you know, it's unprecedented for us to <sighs> arrest a president, a former president and charge him with a crime, it's, it's unprecedented. OK, and it's the first time for everything. Just because we've never done it before doesn't mean we can't do it. OK, it was unprecedented for the white man to come across the Atlantic Ocean and take over a nation that was run by American. Uh, um, individuals that were already here, we call them Indians, but Native Americans, that was unprecedented, but it didn't stop him from doing it. You see what I'm saying? So there's a first time for everything. If this guy committed a crime, prove to him that nobody is above the law. Prove to him. Now, I'm not just railing out against Donald because, you know, first and foremost, Donald Donald got issues. You all know it. You just don't want to. For those of you who follow him, you just don't want to admit it. But he's got some issues and he needs to see the couch. Okay. Plain and simple, he needs to be on the couch, get some get some treatment for it. But if we are not going to hold him accountable for the things that he's done wrong, then we should not hold any other criminal accountable. We should open the doors and pardon every criminal out there, every single solitary one of them. No person is above the law, ladies and gentlemen. No person is above the law. If you break the law, you stand. You should be held accountable for the laws that you have broken. This is what they tell the rest of us. This is what they tell you. If you speed enough times, you eventually going to get caught and you're going to have to pay for some windows in the courthouse or some new benches in the courthouse through fines and or imprisonment if things don't go the way they supposed to go. So all I'm saying is if this clown did some wrong and we can prove he did some wrong and that he incited a riot, which threatened the lives of other people then do what you would do to us to him i don't care what his job used to be make it so he can never get that job again because i know donald's never going to serve any time i'm i'm i bet the farm on the fact that donald will never serve any time he'll never even be arrested and none of his close henchmen, even though he didn't pardon all of them, they won't get any time. Merrick Garland's not going to press charges against anybody. He's not. The the Justice Department has got plenty of stuff, but they refuse to use it for whatever reason. And I, I don't want to get on. Joey, Joey is trying as hard as he can to make it from one day to the next. I don't want to be the one person to jump on. I, we'll save jumping on Joey for another. Another episode. But all I'm saying, folks, is, you know, you might be a big believer in Donald Trump. You might believe that the uh, election was stolen. I find it really fascinating for those of you who believe that this election was stolen. The 2020 election was stolen, but you don't believe that the 2016 election was stolen. That's amazing. You'd think that a Republican can be stolen from, but a Republican can't steal. That is crazy. That is absolutely crazy. And this guy's proving that he don't have no problem with stealing. I have a friend of mine who keeps telling me about how we need to divest from China. and, And it's because of Trump that we are divesting from China. And I keep reminding him, it's amazing that you believe that Trump is all out against China when that's where he used to get the steel from to build his buildings because it was cheap steel. That's where he got it from. So he was all in bed with with China when it benefited him. But when he became president, suddenly he was totally against China simply because his handlers told him to get out. Nobody finds that fascinating, do they? You guys think that that's all a joke, right? That, you know, it ain't the same, right? That's what you're thinking. It ain't the same. So we shouldn't be concerned with that. Well, okay. You have it your way. You have it your way. But I really don't believe, uh, you know, uh, Donald's not a politician. He wasn't meant to be a politician, plain and simple. It was a fluke that he got in. And I'm willing to believe that the 2016 election was rigged. It was, you know. But, you know, you guys don't believe it. And the Democrats don't have the strength to back up anything, which is why I'm not a Democrat. But that's irrelevant. As to what my political persuasion is. It's irrelevant. I just want you guys to think about it for a minute. Just think about some stuff that's going on. We have a nation now. That is working as hard as they can. To eliminate abortion. The right of a woman to choose. What to do with her body. The right of a woman. To choose what to do with her body. So let me share something with you folks. Okay. So we get rid of abortion. So we're doing things backwards. Okay. First, we went about with making sure that a woman could not uh, could not turn turn her husband away. Okay, we said that you know we we were believing before that if a man wanted to have sex with his wife and she's his wife, he has the right to have sex with his wife, and she doesn't have the right to say no. For the longest time, we she couldn't file a lawsuit on her husband and say he raped her because uh, sex is conjugal rights is part and parcel part of marriage. Plain and simple, it goes with marriage. So you have a duty to provide him with sexual relations, sexual satisfaction, whatever the case may be, just like he has to. He has the obligation to provide it for you. However, after enough wrangling. We finally got it passed on the book. North Carolina was the last state in the union that said that a husband could not force sex on his wife. That a wife has the right to sue for rape by her husband. No means no, no matter who says it, whether it's a wife, a girlfriend, a stranger. No means no. Plain and simple. Okay. But when that came about, then we came up with the right for a woman to be able to have an abortion if she chose to have an abortion. No matter what the circumstances were that caused her to become pregnant. Now, I do believe, and it's just me and I'm okay with it. I do believe that if a woman gets pregnant, I don't care who the man is, he should bear some responsibility for her being pregnant. Because you know what? Since Mary... And I'm talking about Jesus' mama, Mary. There ain't been no other woman that got pregnant without a man being involved. Now, I will tell you this. There have been some other, um, uh, there's been some divine intervention, such as Sarah and Abraham. But Abraham still had to sleep with Sarah in order for Sarah to get pregnant. It's just that God opened her womb so that she could get pregnant. So did he do the same thing for Elizabeth and several other women in the Bible. But the husband had to get involved. Mary Jesus' mother, and I don't care whether you believe in the Bible or not, it doesn't change the fact that it's true, Mary is the only woman in the history of the world who got pregnant without a male sperm being involved. So, for that reason, I believe any woman who gets pregnant, the man who helped to get her pregnant, and I say help because it took both of them unless he forced himself on her, okay, But if they did, if they engaged in sexual relationships and didn't use proper precaution or if the precaution didn't work because none of it is 100 percent. The only thing that's 100 percent is abstinence. And if you don't put it in, it won't get in. Okay. but if the two of you engaged in sexual relationships and you didn't do what was necessary to prevent the pregnancy, you're both responsible. While at the same time. At the same time, the woman bears. The total responsibility of carrying the baby, not getting pregnant, but of carrying the baby. The baby grows in her. Now, if she doesn't mentally think that she's able capable of carrying the baby, that may be grounds for an abortion. There's a lot that go on inside of a woman when she gets pregnant. There's a physical change. There's an emotional change. And if there's an emotional change, there's a mental change, mental change. Okay. And every single solitary woman on the planet is different from every other woman on the planet. How it affects Megan is different from how it affects April. And I don't care if April and Megan are twin sisters. It still affects them differently. So. We have to put something in place and abortion is what it is. It is aborting something. okay? And for those of you who are Bible thumpers, who are saying it is taking the life of an innocent child. Why are you not standing at the door of every adoption center? Adopting these babies that are there and have nowhere to go, that are in the foster care system, being being foster cared by people who don't care for children. Why are you baby lovers not at those doors saying, I'll take them instead of being at the door, forcing other people who may not have what's necessary physically, emotionally or mentally To carry a baby to term. You want to force them to do it. Texas. Texas launched this balloon. To want to stop abortions. And while they're doing that. They're also leading the path. Of closing down facilities. That help to take care. Of unwanted children. Or children. From unwanted pregnancies. They're closing the doors. Which is forcing these parents to keep these children or to abandon them at the local fire department. Did you know nationwide if you have a baby and you just, you can't do it, you can drop that baby off at any fire department, any fire department. No questions asked. Now that don't mean they won't ask you some questions, but you don't have to answer a single solitary one. Just go, here you go and walk away. That baby then becomes a ward of the state fire department then has the responsibility of reaching out to local social services. Guess what? Social services department, child custody department, child services department. These are all social programs that the state of Georgia is slowly trying to eliminate. And they're sending this throughout every state in the union. The best way to deal with abortion is to shut down these havens for protecting mothers having abortions. Not what they're doing. They're taking care of the babies that you're forcing women to go through the labor of having. Now, it's amazing how we're reversing everything. Roe v. Wade said a woman has the right to have an abortion. Now we're coming up with statutes that say a woman doesn't. We're taking that right away from a woman. What's next? They're taking our education system and saying we don't need to teach slavery. We don't need to teach that part of American history anymore. We don't need to talk about that. That's negative stuff. We're filling our children's head with negative stuff about the the, the, the atrocities of America. They're history, folks. It's history. If listen, listen, might go over time. I'm sorry if we go over time, but I got to got to nail this one in. If we're going to not teach American history as it pertains to anything remotely related to slavery. Let's look at some other stuff that's got to come out that we got to say didn't happen as well. If we don't want to say slavery happened because it was an atrocity that that it's that it's the bedrock of America. If we're going to take that out, then we also got to take out some other stuff. Okay. If we got to take that out, then we got to take down all of the Confederate soldiers, take out all the statues, all of the writings about the Confederacy, because the Confederacy existed for the sole purpose of fighting for slavery. So we got to eliminate that. That means the Confederate flag has got to be burned up, destroyed everyone in the country, and it's got to be outlawed, banned so that no one will ever have one. Because it's tied to slavery. Because if you do away with slavery and somebody see the Confederate flag and they want to know the history of the Confederate flag, guess what's coming in? Oh, well, that was an army that fought for slave. Oh, can't say that. That fought during a p- particular time. They fought in the Civil War. What was the Civil War about? Hmm. What was the Civil War about, folks? What was it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Slavery. Okay. So we got to take that out. We got to take out anything that pertains to that. All of the Confederate statues, all all, any anything that led to that talked about that came from slavery, slaves who were inventors. We got to take that out. OK, got to get rid of that. You don't want to give reparations to to the to the descendants of slaves. And we're fighting hard not to. You know, we don't want to. We've been ignoring that. We've been talking, well, we don't need to do it. We've even had some some hillbilly black folks to say reparations should go to the to the descendants of slave owners because they're the ones who lost income. Well, he's stupid, but I noticed he ain't turning none of his money over to them white folks. I can tell you that. Huh, Ron, Uh, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Elder, whatever your name is, who ran for uh, election and you lost terribly bad. See how stupid this stuff is. You see, it's American history, folks. It is. So there we go. There you have it. There it is. Tony, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, street news network. As always, we bring it to you. I told you we're going to hit below the belt this year. We're going to be bringing it in. Okay. Stay tuned. We got more coming. Reach us on our email. Duststreetnews at gmail.com. I'm looking forward to hearing about what you got going on and how you feel about what we did. Talk to you later, folks. Talk to you later.